Welcome to MD Notified, a pediatrics podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sufchuk, and today we're going to be talking about two of the most commonly prescribed medications within pediatrics, and those are acetaminophen and ibuprofen. Now, this is an overnight call episode, meaning that it's designed to help you kind of navigate common scenarios that we encounter as residents overnight and kind of give you some additional knowledge to better make decisions surrounding the care of your patients. So this is something that comes up a lot. And I think one thing that's really important and something that I've definitely seen as I've gone through my training is that really any intervention that you make as a physician carries some potential for benefit as well as some potential for risk. And no medication is without potential for adverse effects. And so anything that we give to a child, we really want to make sure that we're giving it for the right reasons and that we think that the potential for benefit is going to outweigh the potential for risk. So acetaminophen and ibuprofen, these are a well of medications by both parents and providers because they really work very, very nicely to provide safe pain relief and they're also really great antipyretic medications. So let's start by talking a little bit more about acetaminophen. Acetaminophen, also known as Tylenol, this is a favorite in pediatrics. We can give it from age birth and up. So you can give this to little, little babies. This is a medication that's safe in most kids. As I mentioned, it's a good antipyretic and it's also a good analgesic. It's not sedating, so it's a really good first line for minor um, pain complaints and kind of minor discomfort. And it's safe for people who have renal issues um, and who have gastritis. One thing that's important to keep in mind when you're prescribing acetaminophen is that it does have the potential to cause some liver damage and hepatotoxicity. Also, if you are dealing with patients in a major metropolitan area or somewhere where you get a lot of people who come in from out of town, you do want to also know that acetaminophen comes in different flavors, different names, depending on where you get it. So outside of the United States, acetaminophen is known as paracetamol, and sometimes it can also come in the form of combination medications. So let's say, for example, you have a child who has a cough and a fever, Um, that child is very likely getting some acetaminophen depending on what kind of over-the-counter cough medicine or cough preparation that they're using. Things like NyQuil, if you look at the back of the bottle, it often does have acetaminophen in it as an additive. Uh, And this is good to know, right, because oftentimes parents will be giving the child acetaminophen for fever or for pain and also giving them other things like cough syrups or giving them paracetamol, and that can lead to really scary unintentional overdoses. It's also good to know that sometimes when you're looking at the back of a bottle of something, sometimes acetaminophen is listed as APAP or APAP. That's kind of like an abbreviation term. And so even if parents are good about reading those labels, they may still be unintentionally giving their child more acetaminophen than is recommended um, as a daily dose. Finally, I do want to mention that acetaminophen is also included in combination opioid medications. Brand names for this is things like Norco, Lortab, Percocet. All of those types of medications have a Tylenol component and an opioid component. 
And while they do work wonderfully for pain control, oftentimes parents might lose sight of the fact that there is Tylenol in that combination medication and then be giving both. So that's something we definitely want to be educating our parents around um, right at time of discharge. So we'll delve into the opioids a little bit deeper in another talk, but right now let's move on and talk a little bit more about ibuprofen. So ibuprofen is a medication that is, of course, an NSAID. It's a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medication, and it's safe to give in pediatric patients aged six months and up because it just really has not been studied in that young, young age group. So six months and up is definitely a good thing to remember. Ibuprofen, again, is safe in most kids. It's a good antipyretic. It's a good analgesic. It's not sedating. So it's a really nice option. In head-to-head studies that look at ibuprofen versus acetaminophen, they found no difference in the um, analgesic effects, but they did find that actually ibuprofen is slightly superior as an antipyretic compared to acetaminophen. So you'll notice that in certain institutions, including my institution, when kids come to the ER with fever, the first-line medication and the medication that they get protocoled to get is actually ibuprofen because it has been shown to have longer-lasting antipyretic effects at the four-hour mark after being administered. So that's kind of interesting, um, but of course both are good for fever and both we use frequently for fever. Side effects of ibuprofen. Ibuprofen can come with um, some kind of nasty side effects, especially if used often and around the clock. Ibuprofen can cause gastritis. It is a COX-1 inhibitor, and COX-1 actually protects the stomach mucosa, so blocking it can lead to irritation. Ibuprofen can also cause some nephrotoxicity, so in our patients who have renal issues, we avoid all ibuprofen. And again, that's because blocking COX-1 and COX-2 may lead to some decreased renal perfusion and alters the tubular physiology. Um, So we want to steer clear of ibuprofen in our renal patients. It can slightly increase risk of bleeding. And so sometimes we do see kids who have nosebleeds and things like that on ibuprofen. And sometimes if we have a child who's coming back from surgery, depending on the surgery that they had, if it was a surgery that comes with pretty high risk of post-operative bleeding, sometimes it's a good idea to just reach out to the surgeons and make sure that they're comfortable with using ibuprofen and other NSAIDs such as Ketorolac um, in that patient's pain management plan post-operatively. So that's another good thing to keep in mind. So the three things for ibuprofen that I remember are gastritis, nephrotoxicity, and then a slight increase in the risk of bleeding. So I've come up with a little mnemonic to help kind of differentiate when to give acetaminophen versus when to give ibuprofen because the things that we discussed can kind of be hard to keep track of, especially if it's 3 a.m. and you just got a phone call from the nurse and you want to you know, quickly put in something to make a child more comfortable or to bring their fever down. This is kind of a good mnemonic to go through. So it's the ABCs of acetaminophen versus ibuprofen. Um, And A is age. And like we mentioned before, only children who are six months and older can get ibuprofen. So right off the bat, if you think ABC age, um, this child is less than six months, boom, you have already kind of made your decision. And then the only thing left that you have to think about is whether or not that child is safe to get acetaminophen or not. B 
is belly, bleeding, and bad kidneys. So these are all of the things that we want to think about when we give ibuprofen. Belly being gastritis, do they have belly problems? Uh, if they do have belly problems, then you might want to think twice about ibuprofen use in that patient. Bleeding, if they have high risk of bleeding for whatever reason. And then bad kidneys, if they have an AKI or if they're in renal failure, um, we want to steer clear of ibuprofen in that patient. So B is all the risk factors for ibuprofen use. C refers to combination medications and cirrhosis. So combination medications serve to remind you to check the medication list for other medications that are acetaminophen-containing before you add Tylenol or a combination opioid to the medication list for that patient. Cirrhosis serves to remind you to think about the patient's liver. If the patient is in liver failure, then acetaminophen is not going to be your best choice for that patient. And then D, if you want to think A, B, C, D, D is for defervesce. So if you have no risk factors, it's a totally healthy child, and they have fever, um, as we mentioned, there is some evidence that ibuprofen is a superior antipyretic compared to acetaminophen. And so in that scenario, I would go for the ibuprofen first, just because it has been studied and shown to be a little bit superior. So those are the A, B, C, Ds of acetaminophen versus ibuprofen, and I'll just repeat them one more time. A is age, B is belly, bleeding, and bad kidneys, C is cirrhosis, and D is defervesce. I hope you find this helpful. Of course, we will dive into pain control a little bit deeper in a subsequent episode. Um, We are going to be joined by Dr. Nadine Najjar, and I'm very excited for her to come help us talk through that. And with that, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to MD Notified, a pediatric podcast. References to the information sourced in this episode can be found in the Quick Notes outline, which is available on mdnotified.com. The contributors to MD Notified have no financial disclosures or conflicts of interest. The views, information, or opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals in today's episode and do not represent any other organizations or its employees. The primary purpose of this podcast is to inform and educate. This podcast does not constitute medical or professional advice or services. If you are a member of the general public and have questions, please make an appointment with your local board-certified pediatrician.